It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips. With instant nasal congestion relief for up to 12 hours, you can spend your time on your terms, not on your noses. Stuffy nose from outdoor allergens? No problem. We got you. Allergy season just turned into stripping season. Instant relief from nasal congestion anytime, anywhere. Need more convincing? Click the banner below and get a free sample. Breathe right. Get your strip on. Use as directed. Hey, Jolenta. Yes, Kristen. We have received hundreds and hundreds of letters over the past few months from people who want to be Mm. on We Love You and So Can You. It's very, very true. And I honestly wish we could offer support and advice to more of them. Yeah, I wish we could too. And while we can't give them everything that we give our guests on the show, I wonder if maybe we could just give them a little bit of that. You know, just Just a little taste. Just a little taste. Just like kind of an advice column roundup show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like hit a few letters. Don't give them two weeks, but perhaps like a few minutes of advice. (laughs) Well, I like the sound of that. So should we do it? Uh, Why, yes. Let's start this We Love You and So Can You bonus episode right now. We're reaching the end of our bonus season, and for these final few weeks, Kristen and I are going to answer some letters that have come into the We Love You Facebook community, which you can be a part of at facebook.com slash groups slash We Love You Pod. Yes, and we also have letters sent to the Facebook community to our other show, By the Book, which you can join at facebook.com slash groups slash BTB pod. And, of course, we also have plenty of letters that people have sent us via email. Uh, You can do that at weloveyoupod at gmail.com. Yes. And today, all our letters have to do with time, how to manage it, how to get enough of it alone, and how to best use our time when the rest of the world is on a different schedule. Yes, which is the case with our first letter writer, who says this. Hello, Kristen and Jalenta. I wanted to see if you both could help me. I'm a new nursing graduate with two children. I will be starting a brand new career as a nurse, which is nerve-wracking. The biggest concern is I will be working the night shift, and I just don't know where to begin when it comes to switching from days to nights. I have never worked anything other than a 9-to-5 Monday through Friday— Now I'll be working three 12-hour shifts every other weekend. And I also don't really do naps. Please help me figure out where to begin and how to transition to this new role. So for anonymity's sake, we're not putting names at the end of these letters. But to keep stuff straight, I'm going to call this letter writer New Nurse. Love it. New Nurse. Here's what you do. Kristen, take it away. First of all, congratulate yourself because you are are a new nurse. And just to get into a nursing program is so competitive. It's, you know, depending on which nursing program you're in, it's, you know, easier to get into like Harvard or MIT than to a nursing program. So congratulations on that. That's fantastic. And second of all, you've got this. This is something that millions of healthcare professionals do all the time. So there are a few ways I think you can go about this. You can choose a method that one of my ex-boyfriends years ago did who worked the night shift. Mm -hmm. Um, He worked a shift from, I think it was 9 o'clock at night till 9 in the morning. Yeah, that's straight up opposite. Yes, it was totally opposite land. 
And so what he decided to do was he would work the 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. shift, come home, and then immediately go to bed. Mm-hmm. Immediately go mm-hmm. straight to bed. And then he would sleep and then wake up in time for his niece who um, to help make her supper. She lived with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see me. So we might have dinner together or do a datey sort mm-hmm. of thing. But he did all of his social life in the evening. And um, I mentioned the niece because our new nurse has yeah, she children. Has kids, which really changes things when you have to, like, people who may live in the waking world relying on you. Yes. And we don't know how old your kids are, no. new nurse, but if your kids are the same age as this niece, she was in double digits already. She was maybe 10. I see. Yes. So, you know, that was fine. You could still... Um, eat dinner together. You could still play a board game together. You could still do certain things in the evening, Mm -hmm. uh, work on a craft together before bedtime or, you know, shoot some hoops or whatever it is that you want to do with your kids in the evening. So that's one way to do it where every single day of your life is what he did. He just had that shift all the time. And then there was no need for naps because that was his shift every single day. And he Mm -hmm. always did that. Um, But if it's only three days every other weekend, right. you might want to do something more along the actorly thing, which, Jolenta, you can speak to, which is like the weekend shift of some actors. Yeah, I was going to say, when I worked in theater, even when I wasn't acting, but like would work at a theater, being a house manager, where you have to sit there the whole night, the show's going on, and you're the last person to close the theater. You know, you're leaving at midnight, 1 a.m. sometimes. Sometimes 2 or 3 a.m. because you're doing all the, like, cleaning up exactly. and washing the toilets yeah, and all the and other like, things. Yeah, and if the show has blood in it. Who cleans the stage? You know, that kind of stuff. Like, someone has to reset that every night. That's a thing. Um, You know, sometimes when I'd work in costumes, like, I'd have to wash blood out of a certain garment every night. Like, you have to do these insane things. Yeah, and Um, then you're probably not getting home till four in the morning. Exactly. And so... For that kind of shift work that's sort of conditional where it's like, yeah, for this chunk of time, these three days, I'm going to be working crazy, crazy late. Uh, You do that sort of shift that your boyfriend did, but then on the days you don't have to, you maybe need a day in between where your sleep's a little messed up. You maybe oversleep, undersleep a little, but then you can kind of live normal life in between. And, like, because I was also teaching during the weekdays and stuff. So I would have more of a normal waking life during the week where I would be more of your, like, noon to seven work crowd. You know, I got a later start, but, you know, I had kids depending on me. I was also a nanny. I worked, like, a billion jobs. Mm -hmm. And so I'd go, you know, make a kid some lunch, pick up a kid from school, teach a class, and then go to bed at a normal time. And then on the weekends, it's just, you, you got to swap it. It's the days in between that you have to plan strategically. You do have to let loved ones know, like, hey, I'm going to be shifting my schedule a bit because I'm going to be working all night this weekend for three days. So the day before, I might uh, go to bed crazy early or I might, you know, wake up at a weird time. But you're just saying a buffer day on each side. Mm-hmm. And if you're like new nurse here— that's only a couple days a month, really. It's like a couple buffer days mm-hmm. this t- side of the month and a couple buffer days that side of the month. That's actually four days total. And who of buffer doesn't days. have that's a weekend day where they're like, I need to just catch up on sleep. Uh, spouse, I'm going to need you to help me out here. Like kids, 
We're going to go to the park after I sleep in, and I love everyone. Yeah. Thanks for helping. I love the idea of buffer days. I mean, that's something that I should give myself because, you know, with my work schedule, I frequently travel. you're a nut. And I'm in a different time zone. Right. And you and just then- need, a, like, a buffer day or, like, a buffer 12 hours to, like, set your clock a little bit or get it prepared for what's about to flip because it is jarring to yeah. go from, like, I'm picking up the kids at school and everyone's down for bed by 10 to, like, I'm at work at 10. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love this buffer day idea. I'm totally adopting this, even though I didn't write this letter. New nurse did. New nurse, (laughs) you got this. And thank you for the work you do. All right. And one last piece of advice. Um, Both Jolent and I love to do research, and we always encourage other people to do research. Mm -hmm. And by that, we mean new nurse. Talk to other nurses. I bet you've met some. Yes. Talk to some people who are also doing this kind of shift work. Uh, people in people the medical work profession. In news, people who work uh, yeah. in your profession, people who work in lots of construction, union jobs. They're out there all night. Yeah. Talk to some people in those other professions. Find out what tricks they have, what they do. Um, they might also know that secret thing you're going to forget about where they're like, snacks, have snacks everywhere because you don't eat at the right times. Like, they're going to know the secrets. Yeah, so that is something that we encourage you to do for the sake of research. But we also encourage you to do this because some of these people may become shift buddies with you. So let's say everybody else seems to be working while you're at home during certain times. Don't fall into the trap of not seeing people anymore during those odd hours. you have friends who also keep odd hours now that give you advice. Exactly. And then maybe they want to go grab a coffee or a movie. Yes. Maybe they, at 3 in the afternoon, want to have dinner with you. Exactly. They're like, yes, perfect time for a potluck breakfast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So do some research. Meet other people who are working the same hours. Make those people your support group and your community and your friend group, all of the above. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we have a letter from someone who got their dream work schedule, but it's not making her totally happy. Stay with us. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Sometimes it takes a different approach. To help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. We are back with our bonus episode of We Love You and So Can You. And now we have a letter from someone with a different kind of work schedule conundrum. Yes, our letter writer says, Dear Kristen and Jolenta, I have been working from home as a copy editor through a temp agency, averaging 2 to 10 hours per week. 
This is a great, flexible schedule, allowing me to be a mom to a fifth grader and take him to sports and doctor's appointments and cook dinner five nights a week while also pursuing my career. For the first three months, it was blissful. But after that, I began to find it isolating, and it's now been two and a half years of not knowing what to do. The Dilemma Do I return to work part-time in an office, even though it's hard to find part-time in-house editing work? Or do I keep working from home, where opportunities to get more freelance editing projects through my temp agency are pretty frequent, but I'm very isolated? There is a third option. I could return to work full-time, but it involves putting my son into after-school care or finding a nanny which is expensive. Note, working in a coffee shop or sitting near other people who are freelancing but not working with me doesn't help me with my sense of isolation. That is a tough one. Oof. And I know that feeling. I mean, as mm-hmm. somebody, I haven't been doing this for two and a half years like our letter writer here, which, what should we call our letter writer? I'm calling this letter writer Home Alonely. Mm, home Alonely. Well, first of all, Home Alonely, I feel your pain. You've been doing this for two and a half years. I've only been doing it for a year being a freelancer. And Yes, it can be very isolating. Mm -hmm. And yes, I agree. Sometimes going to the coffee shop and sitting next to people I don't know doesn't help the isolation. Can be more isolating. Yes, then I'm just in a room full of strangers who I don't know. Um, So I totally get it home alone. I, I get how isolating it can all be. But all that being said, the three options you gave us I don't think those are the only options. I was going to say, why are these the three options, Home yes. Alonely? They are lovely options, but there are so many more. Yes. You could, I mean, my first thought, and I don't know how easy this would be to find, but if if your work comes and goes, I'm someone who's had that where all of a sudden I'll have a huge influx or not, but I can usually... Granted, I did not have a child at the time, but I can usually balance maybe one or two. And ideally, one of the things I balance gets me, if not out of the house, like on the phone interacting with people more than my more isolating work. I try to consciously balance it out. Yes. Like, I mean, for example, let's say Home Alonely, let's say you were going to pick up a shift or two a week maybe at a bookstore. You obviously love words or you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be copy editing. So let's say you were a clerk at a bookstore for just a couple of shifts a week, two four-hour shifts. That wouldn't overwork you where you'd need to put your kid in childcare because currently you're working two to 10 hours a week. But let's say you added two four-hour shifts to the week. You could probably not have to worry about childcare still. I mean, that would add up to at the very most 18 hours a week or maybe 22 hours a week if you add a third shift to it, you know? Um, So, yeah, I think, Jolenta, that's a great idea. Just a few shifts a week to get you out of the house. Right. I find just ways to add structure that involves interaction, whether it's work-related or not, just helps relieve that isolation. Like, you can keep that job if you also feel more stimulated in your life. Like, perhaps you love that job, but there's also you know, a dog shelter nearby where you and a friend volunteer and walk dogs every morning for your morning exercise. Like, that can help sort of get you into feeling like you have the routine of going somewhere and interacting with people without having to shift your career entirely, which you also fully can do. Yes. Um, A few other suggestions here. You seem like a very, very involved mom here already. Mm -hmm. But you could make that involvement um, 
such that it's not just about your child, but maybe about interacting with other parents. So you talk about bringing your child to like sport events, for example. What about going to those sporting events and becoming friends with some of the other parents there where that's just built into your day? Um, Every Thursday when it's soccer practice, you get to meet up with so-and-so and and -and so-and-so, and maybe you have a cup of coffee together in a thermos while you watch the kids play. Exactly. Yeah, you could do that. But um, another professional option I thought about is one that you could actually do with your current temp agency, which is you could tell your temp agency, I would like to do some of my copy editing jobs on site at the places hiring me if possible. So let's say you have a six-month assignment with a company and the company is with 10 miles of your home. Maybe you can just drive there and for three days a week or one shift a week. Go into the office and be around other people who you feel are a part of a team with you exactly. for the length of that assignment. Yeah. And then you don't have to be alone. Alternatively, you could call up another temp agency and look for work that is adjacent in your interests mm-hmm. or even something that could help you elevate your copy editing work in some way because it has to do with something that is um, related in some way, whether Perhaps, it's marketing uh, or communications. Or, or like also, you can do what Kristen did, which is have a freelancers club where Kristen has a lot of friends who work crazy jobs like her. <laughs> and like you. <laughs> and yeah, they don't necessarily have teams they meet up with every day, but they can meet up with each other every day or three times a week or once a week and sit and do work near each other. And because they are friendly and they know each other's jobs, you know, you can shoot the shit, ask someone a question about like, how would you like subject this email? Or like, if you were giving this presentation with this color vibe with you, you yes, know, you yes. can run it past people and feel like you have a team there. They're just not working on the same work project as you. They're still, they're your team. Absolutely. And one thing that I've done is I've called up former coworkers. And the thing here with Home Alonely is, you know, she's only been in this particular job for two and a half years. Who were you working with before then? Are mm-hmm. any of them people who work from home sometimes who might want to work from home with you? Or if you, like, went back to school before you started this new career, any any classmates you yes. had fun with that are in sort of a similar boat that might want to sit with you and, like, work on stuff together? Yeah. Like, you have a team. You can find a team. I believe in you, Home Alonely. Yes, you can do it. You can create a freelancer's club. You can find an additional job that might be great for you. Or, or- you can, like, meet those social needs in nice, structured ways ways that feel like you're going to work. Yeah. But it may not be work-related. Yeah. It might be kids' soccer-related or, you know, a cooking club or who knows. Yeah. And again, don't forget, find out if your temp agency can actually put you on locations for some of these jobs so you don't have to just be alone all the time. Get it. All right. We're going to take a quick break, but when we're back, we'll hear from someone who's dealing with a different kind of time management issue. Stay with us. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. 
Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. We're back with one last letter about time, and this one is about me time. Our letter writer says, Dear Kristen Angelenta, how do people get any time alone for themselves? Before I had kids, I knew this would be one of the toughest things for me. I need that time alone to recharge. It was hard when the kids were little, but at least they went to bed early. Now they're in middle school and they go to sleep around 10. It should be earlier, but with homework and sports, that's not always realistic. So I either stay up too late just to have a blessed hour alone or try to have alone time, quote unquote, while they're still up, which means I get interrupted constantly. Also, early in the daytime just doesn't seem to exist because I have household tasks to do, or my husband would actually like some time with me as well. And yes, he does do his share. I've talked to enough other parents of teens to know I should be grateful, and I am, that my kids still want to even be around me. I would hate to spend the next few years pushing them away before they leave me for adulthood. At the same time, it's making me crazy to have so little time to myself. Is there any solution to this other than to just suck it up until they leave home or at least get driver's licenses and boyfriends? <laughs> okay, what, we're going to call, call this letter writer. Um, Okay, we're going to call this letter writer Me Timeless. Yes, it's me time, but not enough of it. Yes. Me Timeless. Love it. Love it. All right, so I have a few suggestions here. I do too. Oh, great. Great. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Uh, Yeah. This is just one hot tip I had because I, for two summers, nannied middle schoolers. Um, and their parents worked very long hours. So I did a lot of the, like, I'd be there before they got up, like, getting the house set, blah, 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 down to, like, picking up from soccer games at night and making sure stuff was getting done. And they, yes, they interrupt a lot. They don't need you all the time, but you can ne- you never know when they're going to need you, and you never know how involved it might be. It might be like, hey, I exploded the microwave, or like, hey, can you help me with this one math problem? Mm-hmm. And so we ended up making a rule that I instated Because I found when I tended to do the dishes was a good time in the day for everyone. And they tended to, like, not need me much. And I like the feeling of water on my hands because, (laughs) I don't know, it's a sensory thing. And so we ended up with a rule where there was a half an hour in, like, the middle of the day when I was doing dishes. And it was just don't talk to me when I'm doing the dishes. And I'm like, if there's an emergency, obviously— I will come help you. But emergencies mean, like, I'm hurt. I'm someone else's hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, something's on fire type stuff. Like, the dog, you know, went to the restroom in the house. Not, like, so-and-so is doing this, or I wanted to watch that, but also my screen time is over and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, just give me 30 minutes while I'm washing the dishes. It's something you don't even want to be involved in anyway. And that usually worked. And it would just give me a minute to, like, breathe, feel the water on my hands, and, like, still get something done. But no, I could, like, get lost in my thoughts for a hot second. I love that. You know, that is something that you actually enjoy doing. Not everyone likes doing the dishes. True. But But it can be any activity or, like, moment where it's, like, this. once we sit down to lunch, you can talk to each other. You can go crazy. But my, like, 20-minute lunch is in this corner while I'm watching you, but you're not talking to me. Yeah. Here's something that is very Kristen Meinzer. Um, All right. 
enjoy working on your homework, I am going on a walk. So that's a very Kristen Meinzer solution. It's that, true. That's she likes to walk it out. I like to walk it out. But, you know, if you don't like to walk that much, you can also just use it as an excuse to leave the house. Yeah, you can go sit in your car and scroll through Instagram. Yes. You can walk to a coffee shop three blocks away from you and sit in the coffee shop and just stare out the window if you want to. You can read a book in the park. You can walk to a chair on your front stoop. Yes. But when it is time for I am taking a walk, you can come back in an hour. And you said your kids are teenagers, which is great because you don't have to worry about them doing what, you know, a toddler will stick their tongue into the light socket yeah, or something crazy can, like that. You can turn away for a, a collection of moments without them killing themselves. Yes, yes. Ideally. Yes. So I I would strongly suggest that I'm taking a walk thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there are ways to spin it. Like, I didn't set up the the situation I did with the kids I was nannying the way I explained it. Like, I also made it seem like it was a fun, like, adult thing for them to do. Like, you know, like, it's their responsibility to give me a hot second. And they're old enough to even understand I need a hot second. So it feels like we're having a moment of, like, heart to heart. Like, they liked they liked the responsibility in the end of, like, don't talk to Jolly. That's mm-hmm. what they call me. Yes. Like, she's doing a dishes. She needs a minute. Like, it was a joke. But they also, like, they got to feel like they took care of me for one minute. Like, yes. and they liked that sort of power dynamic shift, even though it's one that the person in actual power set up. Yes. So they could have a breather. Some other things you can do in addition to washing the dishes or taking a walk is this is my time to do this hobby. And you can just excuse yourself for an hour. That's fine. Yeah. You have your task to do. That can be a priority. Like your class or your painting in your room or whatever. Yeah. Your embroidery, your reading your book, whatever it is, you can do that. And you can actually have a schedule for it. It's like now is the time that everybody in the household does their homework. And my homework and is— I read this magazine. Yes. And so I go to my room and I read this. And if everybody else wants to do their homework at the kitchen table or in their bedrooms, now is homework hour. And it can just be set up an hour built in where everybody has to do that responsibility. Mm-hmm. And that responsibility can be to refresh yourself or it can be to learn your skills for tomorrow's test at school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some other things I highly suggest, and I also have a long background of nannying like you Hey-o. as you know, Jalenta. Um, something you can do is have alone time together also. And one way that we did this, and I know every family is different with regard to screen time, but... One thing that I did was certain nights of the week were movie nights. And then we would sit together and we would watch a movie and you don't have to talk during the movies. You can encourage people to act as if they're in a movie theater. You're young people in the house. Like, shh, we're watching the movie. Yeah. You take it seriously, turn on the lights, make some popcorn. Yeah. And then everybody can just be quiet and watch the movie. It's true. Yeah. Have activities like that where people are supposed to be quiet. Or just, or and like find something that refreshes you that might also refresh your kids. Like there's a show I watched with one of the older kids I nannied and like we genuinely just both loved it. I wasn't (laughs) doing her a favor when we watched it together because I loved it too. But we got to have this moment of our favorite thing and unwinding and just like, you know, Netflix and chilling. But also, like, you still feel like you're, like, taking care of the person. Yeah. And one last suggestion, which um, I I know not everybody is comfortable with this, but I think it's okay to do. You can have everybody go to bed earlier than they naturally are. You know, not everybody. You say that your kids don't want to go to bed till around 10. That's okay if everybody at 9 o'clock has to put on their pajamas. 
And that's okay if everybody at 9 o'clock brushes their teeth and goes to their beds and you can read in bed and you can have that hour You finish your homework and bed. You can can do whatever you want to in pajamas for the last hour of the night that's quiet. Yeah. You, You can just do that earlier. And I get it. It's hard to get kids to go to bed earlier than they want to, whether the kids are two years old or 16. True. I get it. Or me. Yeah. <laughs> but you can set the tone and switch into your pajamas at nine o'clock if you want to. You can brush your teeth if you want to and, yeah. you know, put on your lotion and say, I'm going to bed now. Good night. You but can I do guess, that. And I guess what we're ultimately trying to say is You can prioritize this. You're allowed to prioritize this, taking care of yourself, being this. And you are allowed to schedule it the way you schedule who's picking up your kid from soccer or, like, staying at the game, you know? You can schedule in time to take care of yourself and honor it. And, like, it's not being selfish. And it's not taking away—even if it's taking away time from your day-to-day life, like, it will make you better at the things you do in day-to-day life. So I think it's worth it. And it's not selfish to take care of yourself. No. Recharging is not a selfish thing. No. You should not apologize for needing to recharge. And instead of waiting for moments to come to you because they're fleeting and often interrupted by someone else's needs, like, you can— make the moment, and then ask other people to respect it. Yeah. That's a great skill to learn as a kid, too. To oh, learn how to- yeah. Yeah, just learning to respect, like, oh, you know, when my mom got dressed, she didn't want me coming in and talking to her while she put on mascara. Like, <laughs> I learned that boundary. That was a quiet time. It was only a moment, but yeah. it was quiet. But it's part of learning that the adults in our lives are also humans. They're not yeah. just our parents. Oh, they don't live to serve us? Oh, yeah. Gross. <laughs> Weird, right? Anyway. You're worth taking care of, and you can find little ways. Yes. Well, huge thanks to everybody who wrote in with their issues this week. We love answering your questions, even if we don't always know the right answer. Even if you think our answer's dumb, it was still fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And that's it for this episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell, who always has great advice and great time management. Our editor is John Delore. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer. Chris Bannon is our chief content officer. And Casey Holford composed our theme song and mixed this episode. Please stay in touch. Do you have a predicament you need help with? Our email address is weloveyoupod at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at weloveyoupod, at Jolenta G, and at Kristen Meinzer, or leave us a voicemail at 601-LOVE-171. That's 601-568-3171. And don't forget to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen because... It helps people find our show, and it helps us stay relevant. (laughs) And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. And remember, we love you. And so can you. You. Is that a bad joke? I'm running on empty. Yes. Kristen, yep, it was bad. I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah, let's get her out of here. Stitcher. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there 
breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.